0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another installment of Podcast 360, your go-to resource for medical news and clinical updates. I'm your moderator, Amanda Balby, with Consultant 360 Specialty Network. Demographic shifts and care delivery system evolution affect the number of emergency department visits and associated costs. Recently, a research team investigated the aggregate trends in emergency department visit rates and charges between 2010 and 2016. With us today to discuss this study is lead author Dr. Edmund Hooker, who is an assistant professor of emergency medicine and director of clinical research coordinators at UC Health in Cincinnati, Ohio. Thank you so much for joining me today, Dr. Hooker. Let's dive into your study. For your study, you and your team aim to estimate the US emergency department visit rate and changes per visit from 2010 to 2016. To start, what prompted you to conduct this review?
1: Well, we wanted to look and see how emergency visits are increasing in the United States, you know, with all the healthcare changes and healthcare reform and everything. Are we in continuing to increase the number of visits in the emergency departments, as well as cost. We were very interested in what, where are costs going? Is it getting more and more expensive? And so are the visits growing? Are they growing faster than the population and things like that?
0: Absolutely. Your analysis included 30 million annual patient visits from the National Emergency Department sample for which you grouped visits into 144 mutually exclusive clinical categories. Can you talk more about the clinical categories and which ones had the highest compound annual growth rates?
1: Yes, uh, so this uh, grouping system was created by myself and some other researchers because unfortunately, the ones used by the CDC and the government are clinically not relevant. They're separating different abdominal pain diagnoses away from each other, which doesn't make any sense. You know, when we see someone in the emergency department, you present with abdominal pain. You don't present with, I have a gallbladder problem. So they make it look like that abdominal pain wasn't number one with the grouping system they use, when in actuality, it is by far the highest reason someone comes to an emergency room. In previous research, we showed it was about 10% of the visits. So it's a huge issue. So we created this new system, which groups clinically relevant things together. So chest pain, myocardial infarction, heart disease, those are all approached the same way as a clinician. So they should be grouped together. They shouldn't be busted apart. So we created this system and then applied it to this research. We had done previous research tracking emergency medicine visits. And we use the NED system because it's a much more robust data set. Uh, It is based on 30 million visits and allows you to estimate the visits for all of the United States. It's about a thousand emergency departments and about 30 million visits. And based on some uh, statistical methodology, they're able to estimate the total visits for the uh, United States. The other uh, systems are nowhere near as as robust, and they're based on a one-month survey of a small number of hospitals, and then they try to estimate. So that's the reason we didn't use it.
0: Yeah. So your review was really overarching for the entire United States and did a really wide analysis.
1: Yes. This is a, a complete look at Again, it's a thousand out of about 4,200 acute care hospitals. It's an all payer database, so it has Medicaid, Medicare, private insurance. You got to watch out if you're looking at somebody that does something uh, with Medicare only. Well, that's not reflective. Uh, so you need to look at the whole population, and this did look at the whole population.
0: Mm-hmm. And your team also found that the number of emergency department visits had increased from 128.97 million in 2010 to 144.82 million in 2016. What factors do you think might have affected this trend?
1: Well, if you look at some of the other data in the results, I think a lot of it has to do with Uh, Medicaid patients have increased Uh, so who was the increase where was it coming from it's coming from private insurance and Medicaid so as people got insurance they have a tendency to go and use it especially with Medicaid where patients aren't paying a copay at all they have a tendency to use the emergency department and that's not necessarily wrong everybody wants to say oh well they should not have used the emergency department but if you have no other place to get access care because no private doctors are available in the evening when you're not working or you are scared and don't know that this chest pain turns out not being something serious but you still needed to be evaluated they were appropriate to go to the emergency department everybody wants to talk about inappropriate use of the emergency department when in reality i think that it's appropriate if the patient is scared has symptoms that could turn out being something serious it's very appropriate to use the emergency department for that
0: absolutely and is there something to say about rural areas of the united states that emergency departments may be the only option for those people
1: yes that is true but interestingly if you look at the more rural areas and some of the data uh, they actually were not going up that much so it, it's kind of interesting that it was more in the metropolitan areas, which is where most of the emergency visits are. You know, like 85% of the people in the, in the current sample uh, in 2016 were from metropolitan areas. It's just where people live, so that's where you're going to have most of your emergency visits from.
0: That makes sense. And I'm sure motor vehicle accidents happen more often in the city, too.
1: Absolutely. And, you know, the highways, uh, even if you have an accident in a more rural area, you may end up in a metropolitan area because that's where the trauma centers are. Mm
0: -hmm. That definitely makes sense. You mentioned before that another part of this analysis was assessing costs, for which you also saw an increase of 9.31% from 2010 to 2016. What factors might have affected this trend and do you think this trend would ever reverse in the United States?
1: So total over the six-year period, the number of visits went up by about 7.3%, but costs went up by 55%. And so that could you know, be from a multitude of things, but the most likely one is they actually just raised the price. Because if you look at the actual use of more sophisticated technology, that certainly would have some impact. Uh, If people are using more CAT scanners, those are very expensive. But in actuality, if you look at the uh, patients who presented with like upper respiratory tract things, those people didn't get CAT scans. And yet their cost of care went up just about the same as the patients who presented with abdominal pain. So I think that it it has to do with hospitals are continuing to raise the price of the care uh, delivered in the emergency departments. Mm
0: -hmm. And what clinical pearls can emergency medical professionals take away from your review? What is the take-home message here?
1: Well, I think that the take-home messages are that abdominal pain is going to be your number one reason for showing up and that you're going to need to be ready to take care of these. Uh, One of the things that also is in the top list is mental health. That to me is a big issue with previous research we did and this research showed that mental health is one of the top 10 reasons people come to the emergency department and yet the availability of mental health resources after the emergency department You know where are you gonna admit them if they need to be admitted, where can they get follow up if they don't need to be admitted, are woefully inadequate. Facilities across the United States, we have closed down so many mental health facilities uh, that it is so hard for a patient to find care now uh, for mental health. And there are hospitals, uh, I won't name any of them, it's not my hospital, but there are hospitals that I know of that are holding patients sometimes one and two weeks in the emergency department, trying to find a mental health facility to admit them to. So that to me was one of the biggest thing that keeps growing every year. And yet we keep taking more and more resources away from mental health. Mm
0: -hmm. So what other research are you working on in this area?
1: They update this this NED set every year, and we will continue to use that data set to see trends are changing because both with the effects of the pandemic, as well as the effects of healthcare reform and all its many things, I think that a lot of people are trying to push people away from emergency departments to alternate sites of care. So far, it has not had an effect, but it'll be interesting to see if it has an effect over the next year or two.
0: Yeah, for sure, especially with the pandemic. Uh, and who knows when that's going to end.
1: Right. I mean, what we we have seen just at our hospital, because we are a safety net hospital, our visits are back to where they were. Uh, We are still seeing, we're seeing as many as we were seeing before the pandemic. Now, during the height of it here in Ohio, our visits were off 50%, but uh, a lot of uh, hospitals have not recovered. Uh, Their emergency visits are still remaining off. But ours, because again, we are seeing a lot of people with no access to care other than through our emergency department. They can't get to a primary care doctor. There's no primary doctor, care doctor that will see them, especially if they have no money, no ability to pay. We see everybody and that's, that's part of the issue in the United States is in, and appropriately so. We have made a you know, federal law back in the 1980s that said, if you show up in an emergency room, you have to be cared for, period no discussion. And i that was a good law and it was what needed to happen. But because of that, patients understand that they can go to an emergency room and they will be seen. Whereas if you go to a primary care doctor or a family doctor and you have no money, you're not going to get seen. If you need an orthopedic surgery and you have no money, you're going to be told we're not doing it. You can go to the university hospital and see what they can do for you because they take care of people with no money. So it's a huge issue uh, that as long as patients can come to the emergency room and have no other access to care, if you're, I don't think we're going to see any decrease in emergency visits as The government is now more than a 50% payer in the United States. More more than 50% of the patients in the United States are paid for by the government, either Medicare or Medicaid. Most of those have absolutely no limitations on your use of the emergency department. I'm not sure how you're gonna limit it unless there's some way to have the patients be responsible for something if they use the emergency department, which I'm not necessarily advocating for. Uh, but I'm just saying, I don't think you're going to change it. Uh, when a patient with private insurance looks at a $250 copay, they may think twice about using the emergency department, but if you have absolutely no copay at all, then it's hard to convince anybody that they're not going to use it. Right. Absolutely.
0: Thank you so much for speaking with me today and answering all my questions about your study.
1: You're very welcome. I enjoy doing the study with my co-researchers, and I think it just shows that emergency visits continue to go up and go up at a very rapid rate, and the cost of these visits keeps going up even faster than that.